You're listening to the Earn That Body Podcast, episode number 251. Welcome to the Earn That Body Show with Kim Eagle. Kim is an award-winning personal trainer. She trains her clients all over the world online and is passionate about empowering people by getting fit and healthy. Hey everyone, this is Kim Eagle with the Earn That Body podcast, and I hope you're having a great week or ready for a great week ahead, I should say. Now, today we're going to talk about something that sort of happened to me last weekend. Uh, I thought I might share a little reality check that I had this past weekend. It sort of brought so many emotions up for me that I could see being really very analogous to the things that my clients feel probably on a daily basis. But really, it's not just about people who have goals to lose weight. What I experienced this last weekend has to do with anybody who has goals of any sort. So maybe you have financial goals or relationship goals or race type goals, all of those things really came into play with what happened to me this last weekend and some of the reality check thoughts that I even had. And you might look up to me as a mentor maybe or a coach. And I just wanted to make sure that I could share with everybody that I am no different than all of you in these many situations and how my experience this past weekend actually might be something that you are going through as well. So we are going to talk about all of that nitty gritty today. Just wanted to make sure that you have already signed up for the holiday challenge in December. That is now open for registration to the public. And it is the best two weeks in December, I would say. All of my clients do it. It's kind of funny because everyone who has been registering, I'm noticing they did 2015, 16, 17, 18, 19, 2020, and now they're signed up for 2021. A lot of you guys have been doing the holiday challenge. I cannot believe it for like over six years, which is so much fun for me and so much fun for you because you have seen how the program has evolved. Now, maybe you've never tried any of my programs. I have to tell you, this would be a great one to try if you wanted to get a little better understanding of what some of my programs are like. The holiday challenge is especially fun because you can win prizes as well, but also the goal of the challenge is to not gain weight during some of the hardest weeks in December. So you can get all of the details on my website, go to earnthatbody.com, right there on the top, there's a big red button that says holiday challenge details here. So definitely go check that out, but this year it comes with my all new, the two week six pack program. It is all new, six amazing core videos. I mean, they just about knocked me out filming all of these videos. Brand new moves, brand new videos. Not one video repeats any moves. These are all 10 to 15 minute core videos. If nothing else, if you just want a stronger core or a six pack, you should for sure sign up for the holiday challenge. So definitely go check that out. And we're going to get started with the podcast right after this. And now it's time for the Eagle's Eye on Health. These are Kim's quick tips, latest health news, or piece of weekly inspiration. In today's Eagle Eye on Health, we are talking about the dark side of night eating. I found this really interesting, eye-catching article, and it kind of caught my eye because I do have some clients who have admitted to me that they sometimes wake up at night and they'll eat in the middle of the night. 
Well, of course that makes weight loss really difficult, but that is one of the reasons this article caught my eye. Now, what it says is that loading up on calories in the evening may adversely affect weight loss efforts. Probably not a big surprise to many, right? Now, it's true, raiding the fridge at night, they say, could make it harder for people to scale down. Among 1,200 adults who kept detailed food diaries from 2012 to 2017, those who consumed a lower percentage of their daily calories after sunset consumed fewer calories overall as compared to those who ate more at night. Now, this is according to a study led by researchers at Ulster University in Northern Ireland and presented at the 2020 European and International Congress on Obesity. Now, the timing of when we eat our calories is increasingly being shown to influence the way our bodies behave. And that's including altering certain hormone levels that appear to play a role in body weight management. Also, the food choices that people make later in the day, say when they're lounging on the couch watching TV, that can upend healthy eating goals. Those who ate the largest portion of daily calories at night had poorer diet quality scores, and they were more likely to eat heavily processed foods, consume alcohol, and choose fewer nutrient-dense edibles overall. Now, I don't think that this is like big news for most of us. I think so many of us know that night eating is definitely not the healthiest thing that you can possibly do. And as the article points out, one of the issues with night eating is it usually is that kind of eating. It's sort of mindless, right? So you're exhausted from your day, you're on your couch, you're binge watching your Netflix show and you're eating endless popcorn or endless pizza or endless everything. Because when you're not sitting present with your meal and you're watching TV or you're working or you're doing things, it is seriously like you can get to the bottom of that bowl and you're like, wow, where did all that go? I don't even remember eating it. And that means you kind of don't feel full, right? Because now you're like, oh, I just ate that whole thing, but I'm still hungry. When you're not present in your body, it's pretty hard to know if you're full or not or what's going on with your you're eating and your hunger. So eating mindlessly is one of the problems with eating at night. Now, some people who do night eating, it's because they're trying to hide it from others, unfortunately. And that is a whole separate issue if you're someone who's sort of hiding what you eat or sort of behind closed doors eating. And that's when a lot of binge eating can happen for people. Obviously, again, it's really hard to lose weight that way. It's very hard to be healthy. And you're eating these large quantities, usually of very unhealthy foods, also makes it impossible to fall asleep then. And so those are the people who tend to be up all night. They're sort of those night owls. So a lot can go into play when you eat at night. And then there are people, like I said, I have clients who tell me they wake up in the middle of the night and they're either bored, they can't fall back to sleep, or they're hungry, so they get up and eat. Now, I will tell you this, if you're waking up hungry in the middle of the night, that is your body's way of saying you did not eat enough during the day. You should not be waking up hungry in the middle of the night. The only people this tends to happen to, in my opinion, with what I've seen, are the people who aren't eating enough. And so I look at their food logs and I'm like, oh my God, you're starving yourself. It's no wonder you're waking up in the middle of the night hungry. So that's something to think about, that if you're the person literally waking up with hunger pangs, 
that is something that you want to address because if we can get you eating more, and eating more does not mean that you'll gain weight. In fact, I've helped so many clients lose weight by eating more, and also your sleep will get on track, and when your sleep gets on track and not disturbed, you're gonna release the proper hormones for weight loss, and that will benefit weight loss as well, so it's a complete cycle that helps itself out. So also something to think about, but night eating is not the way to go. I know for me, when I wake up in the middle of the night and somehow it seems to happen more and more with age, I don't get it, I don't think it's fair, I think we should sleep even better as we age, right? But when I wake up in the middle of the night and I can't fall back to sleep, I have never, ever, ever gotten up to start eating. Because I know once I do that, I'll be up even longer. So I do a lot of meditation. I do a lot of belly breathing in bed to try to relax myself, to try to get myself to go back to sleep. But eating should not be the option. In the middle of the night, I'm just saying it's not healthy, it's not gonna help sleep, and it's certainly not gonna help weight loss. So interesting article, as I said, nothing really new, but sometimes I say one thing, And I'll get readers or listeners who email me and say, I had to hear you say that to know that I was doing that, you know, because they don't really want to like acknowledge it while it's happening. So I always say if I can just help one person with one issue, then I'm happy and I feel like I have done my job. All right. So my reality check. So you want to know what I'm talking about? What happened to me last weekend? You're thinking it's, oh my God, something absolutely incredible. Sadly, it wasn't that incredible. All right. But I will tell you this. I ran my first race since COVID, or I should say even before COVID, um, and I ran that last weekend. Now, just so you know, I record these podcasts several weeks ahead of time. So by the time you listen to this, don't email me and be like, oh, how was your race last weekend? Because then it'll be several weeks later. But that's just a side note. I ran my first race since before COVID this last weekend, um, as of today. My last race, running race that I did was the Chicago Marathon in 2019. Now, just side note, after I ran that marathon, I was scheduled to get hip surgery. I have a labral hip tear, and it was starting to bother me more and more through that marathon training. And so I was set to get hip surgery, and it literally got canceled about the week before COVID for some thyroid issues I was having. And... I guess, thankfully, it was canceled right before COVID. My surgery would have literally happened days before the pandemic happened and everything was shut down. So I can't really imagine how I would have gone to physical therapy or God forbid I had any, you know, problems, what that would have been like. So I'm very thankful in many respects that I did not end up having that hip surgery. Not to mention that my hip is doing really well. I've done a lot of rehab this year and I still have not had the surgery. And right now I'm holding off because... If I feel good and I don't have pain, then I will not have surgery. Now, that all to be said, I spent most of 2020 maintaining a really great aerobic running base. I did not really miss one workout, I will tell you that, in 2020. A lot of people, they gained weight with COVID, they stopped working out. I kept up completely with my workout program because that's what makes me feel good. I still ran, I still weightlifted, I did yoga, I still biked, but I didn't do a whole lot of intensity in that first portion of 2020 with the pandemic. I was sort of like 
taking it easy, respecting my body, not wanting to get sick, not wanting to hurt my immune system. And so I was working out, but I wasn't necessarily doing speed work or anything like that. I would say until I started creating the Run Power program later in that year. And when I built the Run Power program, I started adding the intensity, the speed work back into my schedule. I did my own 5K test virtually before my program as I like all my clients to do, because that really sort of helps us have a base number of where you're starting from. And as expected, when I did that first 5K back then, it was not my fastest. Now, doing a virtual 5K for your, by yourself is probably never gonna be your fastest. I'm just gonna put that out there. So I was okay with that. Um, these 5Ks are just really hard to do in general, much less on your own. It's a whole new game when you're out there with live people and there's you know a race course and a finish line, that changes everything. But I was totally okay with whatever my 5K time was back then. And then as I built the Run Power program, I put myself through the program, I, I do all the workouts before I ever give anything to clients. And by the end of the five-week program, I certainly did get faster, right? So you'd think, okay, so all good, what's the problem? Well, the problem is that now I'm starting to get the itch to go back to marathon training, as so many of us are now that races seem to be back. And I did throw my name in the Berlin Marathon Lottery, just so you all know, I will not find out until January if I got in. And my hubby even put his lottery ticket in there too. Um, so I really wanna start building back up to where I was two years ago, right? So that all being said, I'm working with a coach again and I'm ready to learn more about running, about racing, about what I can change to get to the next level. And yes, you might be thinking, wow, you hire a coach? Absolutely. I always have a coach for my running, for my triathlon training. Like anything that is important to me that I have a goal for, almost every time I will hire a coach. That's how you reach your goals, people. Uh, when someone else is helping you and rooting for you and figuring out where things need to change, that is what helps you. Whether it's marathon training or weight loss you know, goals, you need someone to guide you because it's very hard to guide yourself. And it's very hard to stay accountable to yourself and to know everything about what to fix if things are not working, right? So... I ran my first 10K live, a full race. It was very kind of exciting to get back to a start line, people, an announcer, all of that was last weekend. And wow, that my friends was a reality check for me. Now the first thing is first. Based on the six weeks I had leading up to the race with my new coach and I knew I knew and my coach knew I was not gonna be hitting a PR, a personal record in this particular 10K. I'm just not there right now where I was two years ago. So my coach set me up with a very strong race plan versus a race time to go for, to shoot for, right? And this was really important because I need to change the way that I am racing. That's the way that I see it because my marathon times are now getting a little stagnant. They're not changing. And so I know that something has to change. And I tend to go out way too fast 
most people do. <laughs> we tend to go out way too fast and then we suffer miserably in the end. And again, most of us do this. If you do it too, just know you're not alone. But if we never stop to fix this, it, it might be hard to continue to get better over time. Now, right now, I don't care about my times at all because I know in my heart, I'm not where I was two years ago. So I don't have to worry about that. What I care about is becoming a better and stronger runner and racer, I guess you could say. So yes, I had definitely race day nerves last weekend, but not because I wanted to hit a time. So usually I'm nervous because I'm like, gosh, I just trained for this marathon for like four months and I really want to hit that Boston qualifying time. And I just put so much effort in. You put so much pressure on yourself that yes, you're going to have race day nerves. Now I didn't have race day nerves because I was trying to hit a time. If anything, after not racing for like two years, the nerves were kind of like this. Now don't laugh. Okay. I'm going to be really honest with you guys, <laughs> but the things that were going through my head were more like, oh, I really hope they have enough porta potties out there. <laughs> I hope I can have a good bowel movement before I leave home. I hope the weather cooperates. I hope the parking's not a nightmare. <laughs> These were literally all the things going through my head. Welcome to race day joy. Am I right? Now, if you've raced before, you're laughing because you completely feel me on all of that nervousness that doesn't even have to do with the race yet, right? Well, I always get to races way early because there's nothing worse than being rushed at a race line and getting there late. I'm usually the first person there to hit a porta potty. Do you want to know what that means? It is the cleanest thing you've ever seen. And I'll take it any day of the week. <laughs> so I got there. I went to the bathroom. Again, I get there so early that parking's usually not an issue. I did my warm-up run. Uh, I got back in line. I always have to get back in line to pee one last time before that start line because coffee goes through me and I always have to pee one more time. I had everything ready, including a mask. Yes, I wore a mask in line. A lot of people have um, been asking lately, like, how do COVID rules work? Well, they were requesting people wear a mask in line because it's very hard to distance from people. So me and one other person were wearing a mask. <laughs> Lovely, right? But I follow the rules and I feel safer. So in line, I had the mask on and I took it off at the last second when the gun went off. And then we went out and we raced, right? Okay, so I had this plan, right? My coach said, you're gonna go out at this pace for the first two miles. It's gonna be slow, it's gonna be steady, it's gonna be easy. So my first mile I went out and guess what? It was too fast. <laughs> it's so hard to figure out your pacing in that first mile because tons of people are going and you kind of, I did not know the race course at all. Now I, I can't say I was like super fast. Like uh, two years ago, I ran one of my best 10Ks and I went out like a bat out of hell and it was way faster than I ever should have been going. Okay, I'm gonna tell you that right now. This time I was just about 15 seconds faster than where she wanted me to be. So immediately when I hit that first mile, I pulled back immediately. On the second mile, I hit her goal exactly to what pace she wanted me to be. And by mile three, I was already like this. Why the f, I'm not going to say the F word. Why the F am I doing this to myself? I was already in that phase. Do you know that phase when you're racing? If you've not raced before, it's hard out there. You're going 
hard, right? You're not taking breaks. It's not casual. Like your heart rate is high and I'm already halfway through the race and I'm already in this mindset and you're trying your best and you're going hard. And even with going out on the slower side, my first two miles, I was already really feeling that fatigue by mile three. Now I will say lucky me, it was 70 plus degrees and 90% humidity out there that morning. So I know that that impacted my race for sure. That is just too hot and too humid. Austin, man, I am over your heat. We got to get through it. It's like November, right? So that's never going to help my heart rate or anybody's heart rate while running. But this feeling of like, how do I keep going? I just want to quit. That's a real feeling that I think almost everybody thinks at least once when they race. And so I just dug down deep and I tried to keep up with random people ahead of me. I would like look at a girl and I'd be like, just stay with her, just stay with her, just look at her feet, keep up with her tempo, just stay, 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 right? I do all kinds of crazy mind games to just keep putting one foot in front of the other. And when I saw the finish line, I really sucked it up. And I, I honestly, I powered as hard as I could at the very end. And I always try to do that. At the very, very end, I really, if I can see that finish line, I'm going to give everything I got because I can throw up over there if I have to. Or I just want to know that I went through that finish line hard. Um, and I'll just say that I went through that finish line. Apparently, I was smiling because I just saw the pictures and I had a big smile. It didn't feel like I was smiling because I was going so hard. I thought I was going to die. But apparently, I was smiling. So I guess it wasn't too bad. But of course, it was not the fastest 10K I've ever run. I literally didn't have a time that I was even shooting for. So there was no disappointment. I knew that I had to just do this race and start somewhere. But I really wanted to share this with you. And let me tell you why. Because there was a lot here of reality check for me personally. And I think a lot of you can understand no matter where your goal is or what you're doing, how this relates. So during my cool down, I thought about all the feelings that I was having. Like, I put a lot of work into these last six weeks. Why wasn't I faster? Um, that was so uncomfortable. I would have loved to stay in bed with hot coffee all morning. That sounds so much better. Why did I pay money to wake up so early and put myself into this state of uncomfortable? Why? How about um, people were flying by me, which always happens. And honestly, I don't. I don't care. I don't try to keep up with people flying by me, but you can't not think sometimes, why are they so fast? How did they get so fast? And I can't seem to get any faster. These are thoughts that yes, that I had too. And then I had this sort of epiphany and this like, oh my God, this is what my clients feel when they're trying to lose weight, right? Some people drop the weight snap of a finger, I tell them what to do, we have no issues, every week they're down two pounds, two more pounds, two more, some people, that's how it is, right? And other people don't have that same experience. Some people drop the weight, they give full effort, and they never have an issue. I equate this to my running friends who are natural runners. And by this I mean that their running is so efficient, and from that, they are faster and always will be than people who just are not as efficient a runner. I'll tell you right now, I'm not an efficient runner. I've done everything. I've taken every class, tried to change my form. I've had 8 million types of codes, try to fix it. 
I am not an efficient runner, but this is who I am. This is my body and this is what I have to work with. So I just have to keep getting stronger with what I've got. Some of my super fast friends, I know a person is super fast because I can look at their heart rates when they do workouts. And if their heart rates are so, so low, then you know they're running super efficiently. And that's awesome. It's like my goal of life, right? Like, oh my God, to be able to run like that and have a heart rate that low is just like a dream. But that's also like dreaming to have Whitney Houston's voice. Like you're, you're born with some gifts and some you're not. And that's okay, right? The rest of us have to work super hard to make gains in speed. And some of us have to work super hard to lose even one pound in a week. But most people have to do the hard work in order to get any benefit in life. I really and truly believe there's nothing out there that you want that's amazing and great that does not take real work. They might put in six weeks of hard work, like a a client might put in six weeks of hard work to lose weight like I did for this race, and in six weeks they might lose five pounds. And that's good, right? But they always wish they had lost double, of course. And I always wish I had run faster, right? We always want more than we got. So just think about that and understand that if you're making small gains, even if they're small, and you're giving your best effort, then you're doing just fine. You're on the right path. Most people, I'll tell you right now, most people don't want to put in the hard work. They don't want to log their food. That is a pain in the booty. I don't log food anymore. I tell people that all the time, I'm, but I'm not trying to lose weight. And if I was, I would have to get back to food logging. But it takes effort, right? And most people don't want to put in that effort. Uh, most people don't want to work out consistently. Most people don't want to limit eating out. They want to go out all the time. They want to enjoy all their food. People tell me all the time, I love to eat, Kim. You don't understand. I love to eat. My response is always, guess what? I love to eat too. (laughs) I love to go to Mexican food just as much as everybody else. But you've got to... You've got to match your lifestyle to your goals and what you want to feel like each day. Um, Most people don't want to limit their sugar. They want to enjoy everything, of course. They don't want to limit their alcohol on the weekends. Why would they want to do that? That would make you completely uncomfortable, right? They don't want to put in 100% of the work because it's uncomfortable. It's uncomfortable to do that. I get it. But you have to if you want the results, right? I would have much preferred sleeping in that morning versus getting up at 4.45 in the morning for a race that was going to be over 70 degrees, 90% humidity, to push myself into a state of such uncomfortable that I was miserable, basically, right? During the race. There was no point where I'm like, I feel amazing. I'm also waiting for that. That race that you're like, I just felt great. I mean, I always feel like I'm putting in max effort and that is uncomfortable. Now, most people compare, compare, compare. My neighbor lost 10 pounds in one month. My friend lost X amount of pounds doing this diet. And then the famous, when I was younger, I could drop 10 pounds so fast. Well, my friends, number one, stop comparing yourself to anyone. They have a different metabolism than you. They have a different stress level than you. They have a different everything than you. And they may have lost weight in a very unsustainable way 
that's all going to come right back because they didn't eat carbs and they didn't eat calories and they're, they're doing damage to their bodies and their health, right? Stop worrying about everybody else. That would be like me sitting there after the race, just comparing myself to everybody who beat me at the finish line. Well, I can't do that, right? Number two, stop comparing yourself to yourself when you were younger. You're aging. We all are, right? Aging is good. You want to know why? What's the alternative? If we don't age, it means something very bad happened. (laughs) We want to age. Our body is not the same as when we were younger. Our hormones are not the same. Our life is not the same. Our stress levels are not the same. Our sleep is not the same, right? None of it is the same. So why should we think that we should still weigh the same thing and have the same body? That body, that everything, why? When I was in college, I weighed this. After my first baby, I lost all the weight. Before my first baby, I was in the best shape of my life. Why can't I get back to that? So much comparing to how we were. And this is what really hit home the most after my race. During this epiphany for me is that we can't keep looking back. Like, I definitely had this sense of like, why two years ago was I so much faster? Like I still did my workouts. I didn't, I can't say I did everything like super fast as much speed work, but why was I so much faster two years ago? I really definitely sat with that for a long time and almost felt this sense of guilt. Like how did I let that go? Like I'd done something wrong, right? I didn't do anything wrong. COVID hit. I thought I was having hip surgery. I took it easy. I took care of myself. All good things. You know, it's not not like I sat there and ate bonbons for, for the last year and a half. But where I was two years ago is just not where I am today. And when I really sat with that, I became okay with it. And I really want my clients to be okay with the fact that where they are today on the scale, in their fitness, in their health, wherever you are today, it's just where you are today. It's not good or bad. It's just where you are today. It's sort of like get very Buddhist about it. (laughs) Don't attach good or bad. Just be where you are today, right? Um, I have to say that when I really gave myself a minute after the race to sit with all of these thoughts and just to think, okay, this is where I am today and stop looking back. Then I actually got a little excited because then I got excited about where I can go from here. So I'm not going to try to be faster than I was two years ago. Now I get to work with what I have today and to build from here. That's really super important. Also important for those of you who gained weight during COVID. Okay, I don't care how much weight you gained in COVID. Stop feeling bad about it. But today, let's take action and only look forward of where you can be from today. There's no reason to attach any guilt or make yourself feel bad about gaining weight or anything. Especially because COVID was one of the most insane times of all of our lives. Like we didn't know what was going on or when it would ever end, right? So give yourself that space because I think that it will really help take some weight off your shoulders. I think the COVID years have put an incredible weight on so many shoulders. 
uh, no pun intended, um, and it's causing even more stress in people's lives. And for some, you know, COVID caused weight gain. For others, it halted their race training. And no matter what, all that matters is where you are today. So if you're looking back at what you weighed before COVID, let's just stop. Um, if you're looking back at what your race time was before COVID, let's just stop, right? Let's look at where you are today and get as healthy as you can starting today. And if you're looking back to what you weighed in college or before you had kids, everybody stop. Like stop dead in your tracks because I'm going to tell you right now, before you had kids, your hormones were in a different place. Your body was different. We need to work with what you've got today. We have enough on our plates to deal with each day and to keep trying to be what we once were, it's just like a complete waste of our time. And again, this was my reality check because I was doing it too. I was doing it in racing, in running. I don't have weight to lose. So for me, that was my focus and I was doing it too. But I want to stop because I realize there's just like zero benefit in that. So my reality check is this is where I am today. And that does not mean I want to stay here, but I can work on my running from here and see where it takes me versus constantly feeling defeated about not being where I was two years ago. And even two years ago, I'm going to tell you right now, I was not where I wanted to be then either. I still hadn't qualified for Boston. So even two years ago, I looked back and wasn't happy with my race times. And now I look back and go, wow, two years ago, I was pretty fast. <laughs> right? So how many of you have lost weight or hit your goal weight and then said to me, you know, because I'll be like, oh my God, you hit goal weight. Like, this is so exciting. We can set you up to maintain now. And they go, yeah, but you know what? I think I should lose five more. Right? So even when I help a client hit goal weight. If you don't even realize that more than not, that's what they say. Are we ever going to be satisfied with what we reach? It's something you should think about, right? Because you're going to look back and you're going to go, wow, five years ago, I looked amazing. And five years ago, you were probably sitting there going, I wish I were five pounds less, right? So we've got to start with where we are today, appreciating where we are today. Do we have a healthy body? Do we have everything we need to move forward to be healthy? You know, if we have illness in our body, that's a real eye opener because you get sick, whether it's something mild or something serious, it's a real reality check of, oh, I was wasting so much time worrying about five pounds and now I just wanna be healthy, right? I don't want that for you. I don't want you to ever waste your time not feeling or appreciating everything that you have in your body. So the next time you feel down, and next time you're feeling down on yourself, whether it's your weight, your body, your body image, your race times, I just don't want you to look back and think, why was it so easy before? Why was I X amount of pounds before? Why was I so fast before? And instead, we're going to flip that mindset to, wow, this is where I am today. And that is so okay because I now can look forward to where I'm going to be tomorrow, next week, next month, 
six months from now. Wow, if I keep losing this weight, where will it put me one year from now? See how looking forward can be exciting, but I feel like looking backwards is never exciting. It's just like this constant comparison that will not benefit you at all. So that was my reality check. Not to mention, I think that I should throw in there, for every year we get older, it gets harder to lose weight, which I tell you all the time, and it also gets harder to get faster. So if you are my runners, my swimmers, my triathletes, there is a reason that as we age, the Boston qualifying marathon time gets slower. It's not because they're trying to be nice. (laughs) It's because as you age, you get slower. And that's just part of life, right? Again, it's part of hormones. It's part of body mass. um, It's part of muscle mass, I should say. A million factors. Now, that does not mean that you can't lose weight as you get older. It's just a little harder. You have to you have to give full effort, right? It doesn't come off as easy. Doesn't mean you can't. I've helped many, 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 many women in menopause lose weight who said, I've hit menopause and now I can't lose a single pound. I'm coming to you, but I feel like this is it. And then I get them to lose five to 10 pounds. Okay, so it's not it, but it does take more effort. Same for running. I just gotta understand, I'm getting older. So I've got to do things like work with a coach. I've got to change something that I'm doing, you know, practice new things so that I can change my running, my skills, my habits, my time, my pacing, a million things I can work on. I look forward to that. That's so important. But just remember, that's another reason that you can't compare yourself to two years ago or before you had kids because we're older. Our body is older. Everything changes. And just don't forget, Aging is a good thing because what's the alternative, right? All right, well, that was my reality check. And again, it sort of really resonated with me. I really sat with all of these thoughts after the race. And at one point I was like, I'm not even gonna share that I'm racing again with followers or anyone. I'm not gonna, no one knew that I raced last week except my husband. Um, I just felt like I just, I wanna do some things on my own right now. I don't wanna have the pressure of people watching. But then I was like, no. I share pretty much everything with all of my followers. And I I had this epiphany and this is how I feel and I feel like I can share it with all of you. And I'm okay with that. You know, if you're gonna be like, well, you really are slow. Like you check my time and you're like, wow, she's slow. I don't care. (laughs) I have tons of clients who are way, way faster than me and tons of clients who are way slower than me. I don't care. Like that part doesn't matter. What I care about is if any part of my epiphany now resonates with you and helps you move on with a goal that you've been struggling with or that you've you know struggled with since COVID or anything like that just just know that that is why I'm sharing this with you because I hope that it can help like I said even if I just help one person with today's podcast then I'm super happy so Give yourself that reality check. Take the weight off your shoulders. Stop looking back. Let's all just look forward. Um, We have holidays ahead. We have a new year ahead. I hope for so many wonderful, positive things for all of us. I, I hope that COVID gets better and we can get back to some type of normalcy soon. But until then, let's just do our very best to live for today, to honor our bodies, to appreciate, to be grateful for what we have 
what perfect timing. We have Thanksgiving soon. Um, a great time to really be thankful for everything. All right, everyone, the Earn That Body podcast, always here to bring you fitness, health, and nutrition information you can put into play right away. For more information about Kim Eagle's online programs, go to earnthatbody.com or check out Earn That Body on all forms of social media, including Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Pinterest, and YouTube.